Welcome to the Burbs Minute Podcast, quite possibly the greatest Tom Hanks movie ever made. I'm Jeff Ferry, along with... Chris Derkach. And this week we are covering Minute 3 of the Burbs, which begins with Ray Peterson staring at the uh, Klopex house and hearing a thumping, and ends with some buzzing and banging coming from the Klopex house. While he stares at it again. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much like an art painting for, for a minute. So we're still in the first three minutes of the Burbs, where it's still setting up. We still have the spooky music. We still have the darkness. We haven't got into, like, we're still in the stinger. Not even quite sure what's going on yet. Yeah. Yeah. All we've really seen is Ray walk outside, and after, a, in the last minute when he had a little tiff with his wife. So he walks outside. He looks over at the Klopak's house. He starts hearing some sort of strange buzzing. I don't, it could be an electrical thing. It sounds electrical to me. Yeah. Um, we do get uh, some credits for uh, Franklin Ajaya, Corey Danzinger, and Rance Howard. Of those three, I will be honest and say I only knew one of those names. I was hoping you knew at least one because I didn't recognize any. So. And I only know one of them because Rance Howard is Ron Howard's father. Ooh, trivia bam. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um. You'll recognize him. He's not until the very end of the movie. Same thing with Franklin and Jay. They're both at the very end. Um, Corey Danzinger is the Peterson's son. Oh. So, I mean, that's why I don't recognize him. I mean, he, I don't think he acted after this, and the other two play cops towards the end. And it doesn't have too big a part in this either. No, he, we'll get into it later, but he's, he makes some interesting, bold choices. <laughs> or maybe not so much him, but what they do with his character. Yeah. Yeah, so we get a lot of Ray. We get a nice long shot of his awful, disgusting robe that he's wearing. It's a patty <laughs> robe. It's pretty yeah. rad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who worked in the, the costuming department, but they did a great job. It looks like the robe that a mid-30-year-old man would have. He may have brought that robe with him to yeah. set. It's how bad it is. It's the robe that you hang up and your wife's like, Please, can you just throw that thing away? It's yeah. disgusting. He's probably gotten at least three new robes for Christmas over the years. That looks like the robe that, if you have that robe, you're not coming to bed tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, honey, are you in the mood? Well, I was. And then you yeah. put that robe on. <laughs> Would you wash that thing? <laughs> so we get him looking at the house, and then he looks over at his neighbor's house, and we see a silhouette in the window. We see a cigar light, and we hear the music pump up. Did you recognize the music? No. Was there? It uh, gives a. I don't think I have. I think I lack the technology to play the music for you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, uh, it's it like it deviates from this music into the music from another movie. I didn't. I didn't notice. Can you sing it? No. You can't hear it? No. All right, it comes out real low the first time. It's the music from Patton. Really? It's that... It is! And they play it. It's like... um, It becomes Mark Rumsfeld's like little theme every time they show him. <laughs> like, it'll play that for a little bit. I guess it's a military thing. It's fitting. Yeah, it's fitting. Yeah. Um, Jerry Goldsmith, the composer of this, also composed Patton. Okay. So, you know, those, you know, one of his real movies he composed. This this one might have been like doing a solid for Joe Dante. Right. Yeah, so you see that. I will admit though, until maybe 
I don't know how long ago, maybe till I was an adult. When I was a kid, I did not realize that was Rumsfeld's house. Oh. When I looked up and saw the silhouette, I thought he was looking at the Klopex house. You know, th- that's easy to think because he's looking at the house and then they show the window and, and he's lighting a cigar. Yeah, and you do, I mean, you see him look back. They do show him, like, look back. But at this point, you haven't seen the neighborhood. You have no idea where anybody lives. At this point, they've been focusing just on the Klopex house. I can see where you could figure you'd think that was that. Yeah, and this is a neighbor you haven't met yet. Right. <laughs> you have no idea who this person is. You only really know Ray at this point. You don't even really know the Klopex. You just have seen him looking at their awful house. Yeah. Yeah, so you see him, and it'll it'll get checked later. It'll get uh, – Rumsfeld will make reference to this point later about how he looked out the window and saw him. Which makes me think how stupid I am that I didn't catch that. Never caught it, yeah. (laughs) It only took me 35 viewings to catch it. So then, I mean, we get a few wonderful shots. If you're, I mean, Quentin Tarantino probably likes this movie because you get a lot of Tom Hanks' feet. Yeah, for some reason, somebody really liked Tom Hanks' feet. He looks down at his bare feet and starts wiggling his toes in the grass at this point. (laughs) (laughs) At at one point, he steps onto the Klopax lawn. Now, he steps onto the Klopax lawn and immediately... It's hit with a gust of wind. Oh, my God. Like, everything in the neighborhood's blowing. Like, leaves are blowing everywhere. <laughs> Which makes you wonder at this point, if you don't know any better, like, okay, so I got spooky Par- spooky music. It's dark. Is this a supernatural mo- right. movie? Paranormal Par- ghosts, something? <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, we'll find out later. It's, like, it's really not. It's just, I guess they're setting the mood for it. it, it this part actually doesn't fit once you, fig- once you start to figure out what's going on with the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then you get, like, a lot of buzzing, and he looks at the house. But again, now, by the next minute, it'll we'll start to switch into the real movie. But you literally, all you've seen so far is a spooky house and the outline of a neighbor. Yeah. And I will reiterate the point that I made last time. At this point in the movie, the Klopex on a scale of 1 to 10 are only acting about creepy level, like, 2. Right. Because their house is a little creepy, and there's weird noises. That's it. At this point, he still hasn't even seen them yet, right? I yeah. mean, they see them leave at night, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, all he hears is the noise and the thing. And he's he's the one standing outside at what we assume is the middle of the night in his disgusting robe, in yes. his bare feet, walking onto his neighbor's lawn. Being way creepier than the Klopex are. Yeah. So <laughs> he's at like an eight-level creepy. Meanwhile, Rumsfeld across the street is rocking a nice four or five. Yeah. staring out the window at four in the morning or whatever this is. Very stalkerish watching Tom Hanks. That's kind of strange. Yeah, so right now I'm getting a weird vibe off the whole neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) It still seems like a Stephen King novel or something at this point. Yeah, it it does seem like the house could be possessed. But, I mean, if it was Stephen King, you would never know which person was the craziest. It would be just as likely that, you know, Tom Hanks was hacking people up. Well, that's possible at this point anyway, so. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so I mentioned at the top this was uh, quite possibly the greatest Tom Hanks movie of all time. It's possible I could get a little bit of an argument on that. The man has made a movie here and there. A few, yeah. Yeah, he's got a – well, I mean, actually, he's got less credits than I would have thought. He's got 81 acting credits. That's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and I uh, just turned 60. Yeah, I just saw the other day. He just turned 60. Wow. Yeah. Did they give him, like, 12 credits for um, Polar Express, or was that just one credit? You know what? I gotta be honest. I don't mind Polar Express. No, I, I said that, but he played every part in it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. 
Yeah. They played like four or five parts in it, I think. Yeah. No, I don't hate Polar Express. A lot of people don't like it because of the, uh, you know, the, how creepy the people look. But uh, I think the, it's because it, it falls into the uncanny valley. The uncanny valley, yeah. People hate that, but I mean, you want maybe the first time, but now I'm used to it. All right, so this this is gonna be our first real test. I'm gonna run through very quickly <laughs> the Tom Hanks filmography. I'll just try to stop at the the ones that I find interesting. Obviously, Bosom Buddies has to be restart. <laughs> I will tell you this. If you have fond memories of Bosom Buddies, you just hold on to those and never go back and revisit that show. I'm afraid, because I do, I do think, I remember it being funny, but I'm, I'm afraid to go back and see that again. I'm here to tell you, it is not funny. Okay. <laughs> well, then thanks, because you saved me a trip, because I'm not going back there and watching and, it. I mean, I guess he really hits the scene. I mean, he was sort of popular after that, but he was TV popular back when that didn't matter. Was, was I mean, he Buffy or Hildegard? Which one was he? he? I believe he was Buffy. He was Buffy. He was Buffy. <laughs> well, good call on those names, though. <laughs> I, I, that's why I got quiet for a minute. I was trying to think. Yeah. <laughs> um, then he comes in early 80s. He does Splash, Bachelor Party, Volunteers. Um, I have probably seen all those movies and have no memory of pretty much anything that happens in them. I believe I've seen Bachelor Party pretty young. I think it was, you know, one of my coming-of-age movies. Yeah, probably far too young, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, way too young, I think. Yeah, and then we get into, like, uh, so he's hitting his stride with his comedies. You got The Money Pit. You got Dragnet. Honestly, I could be doing a Money Pit or a Dragnet minute right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies far more than I should. See, I've only seen them a few times each. And then he does, like, Big. That's his, Which was. You know, one of my uh, childhood favorites. Oh, yeah. I was actually thinking of showing it to my kid. I just don't know that she's going to – I don't think it's too adult for her. I just don't know that she'll care. Yeah, I don't think it's too adult from what I remember. And then he, he does Punchline, Burbs, Turner, and Hooch, Joe versus the Volcano. So, like, it's all going pretty well for him. Then they hit the bon <laughs> he does Bonfire of the Vanities, and that's a little bit of a – I honestly don't think I've ever seen that, <laughs> Bonfire of the Vanities. I know I saw it on HBO – but it was probably when it came out, so that makes it 91, so I'm probably 12 years old at the time. Okay. And I was probably like, um, this is not the Tom Hanks that I like. I like Turner and Hooch, Joe versus the Volcano, Tom Hanks. This is garbage. I honestly just watched Turner and Hooch about a month ago, and I was walking around the house saying, this is not your room. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, early 90s, he becomes an adult and does A League of Their Own, Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13. Look at, look, listen to these in a row. Sleepless in Seattle, Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, Toy Story. Wow. He um he did all right there in the mid-90s. Yeah. He was, he was he doing was, good. Yeah, they were like, just put Tom Hanks in it. It'll make money. Don't worry yeah. about it. What was that? I believe that was two best Oscars, two best actor Oscars in a row for him. Wow. Like, I think he got nominated three in a row, but he, he won two. He won Philadelphia and Forrest Gump, I believe. Okay. He did that thing you do, which I, I liked. You know, Saving Private Ryan, more Toy Stories. Green Mile, which was I really enjoyed. I like Green Mile. Cast Away, you know, him in a volleyball. Yeah, just him. <laughs> yeah, that was his second of the I Shouldn't Travel with Tom Hanks movies. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been, that's been going around on the internet lately after Sully came out about all the movies he makes about where his uh, trips go wrong. Right, where he's got bad trips going on. <laughs> he's got Road to Perdition, Catch Me If You Can. They're both pretty good. Road, Road to uh, Perdition is really good. Lady Killers, which he kind of returned to like comedy, and that one's just a uh, Lady Killers is like a foul tip. It's not a. I was gonna say, seeing it, not 
Don't remember a whole lot of it. Yeah, and that's it's very forgettable. That's the problem. And then, yeah, got a little Polar Express there. Which I'll still watch every Christmas, probably for the rest of my life. So I will, because my kid loves it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'll still watch it every Christmas, I'm sure. Um, he's got Da Vinci Code, which I hated. I read the book and didn't like the book, so I never saw the movie. Uh, I read about 40 pages of the book and decided uh, that man is a terrible author. When you read the 40 pages of that book, was it just him describing like the floor tiles and the ceiling and things I like, like that? I, I don't care. I, I, that's yeah. all he does. Yeah, he does Charlie Wilson's War, which is a nice movie to make you feel bad about uh, American politics. <laughs> uh, Angels and Demons, which was the follow-up. Never saw it. Yeah, the thing is, even these movies where like, hey, I didn't see it. Like these movies, for the most part, are all making money. Yeah, they they didn't flop. They definitely didn't flop. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple not huge hits that I mentioned, but there weren't a lot of like, here's Toy Story three. I I heard that made a dollar or two. Yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he made Larry Crown, which I know didn't make any money, but he made it the year after he made Toy Story 3. So he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> he made Cloud Atlas, which I haven't seen, because I can't imagine ever being in the mood to watch that movie. I'm not even sure what it's about at this point. It, it looks like it's a test. Like, I'm going to have to... <laughs> like, if I still lived alone, I would probably watch it, because I'd be like, all right, I have three hours where I can just sit here and dedicate time to this. Yeah. Wait, it looks difficult. He did Saving Mr. Banks, which I have not seen. Which I want to see, but I haven't seen it either. Oh, he was in Yo Gabba Gabba. There you go. Who was it? Everybody's <laughs> got that credit. I, I do feel like everybody's got that credit. Jack Black was in it. Oh, I just saw the other day when uh, Gene Wilder died. His well, last credit was Yo Gabba Gabba. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful I don't have to watch that show anymore. Oh, I, I never had to watch it. I, I, my daughter missed it for some reason. No, we got it right in the prime spot right when it was getting big. And then we get up to Sully, which was the one that just came out. He's got The Circle in post-production, Inferno, uh, which is another one of those um, Angels and Demons movies, and Toy Story 4, which I'm guessing will also probably make a couple dollars. I, I think so. <laughs> and I mean, not that I need to mention the gang, because I think I did before. Also pretty much known as the nicest person on Earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting to hear something bad about him. That's yeah, what we're doing. Like, I can't imagine what the bad story about him would be at this point. I just saw the other day he was at some some cancer uh, benefit or something. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, stop being so perfect. <laughs> you're pissing me off. Yeah. His main problem is that he's, hey, you're, you're making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> What's going to happen is he's going to do something really, like, uh, not that bad, and everybody's going to get mad at him for it, you know? <laughs> He's going to go jaywalking? Yeah. Catch like, oh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew he wasn't that good. <laughs> they're going to catch him spitting in the street. That Tom Hanks is a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I have covered all I had in this minute, which in actual footage covered, Tom Hanks walks three feet. Yeah. That, that That's how much of this we actually covered. <laughs> the leaves blowing around made it further than he did. Yeah. So, do you have anything else? No. No, I don't either. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks for joining us for the Burbs Minute. Make sure to check out our Twitter, which is also the Burbs Minute. You can email us at theburbsminute at gmail.com. Don't forget to head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. That would be wonderful. If you hurry, you could be the first one. Thanks in advance. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thanks in advance. I could lie and say we're going to read it on here, but more than likely I will forget. <laughs> if you send me an email, though, I will respond to it. Um, check out the other minute podcasts. I'm not going to start. I'm going to stop mentioning them because they every week there's like three more. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're growing, and I, and I just can't keep up. <laughs> All right, so uh, hang around. Maybe next minute someone will move. <laughs> maybe we'll get some light, some daylight. Yeah, yeah maybe it'll be daylight tomorrow. All right. <laughs> For Chris Durkoch, this is Jeff Ferry, and make sure you stay safe, neighbors. <laughs>